Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to discuss some good old Vikings football. And man, what a display of confidence and fundamentals. And okay, it was a shit game. Who am I for? It was a shit game. It is what it is. We were kind of due to get slapped around um, regardless Obviously, without the starting QB, it made it a little easier. And, uh, you know, the game, I'll say this, you know, some of the, the defense in the early goings played pretty good, considering how much they were getting drived on. Uh, but, you know, when you go like four in a row, three and outs, that's not going to get you that far. You know, you do have to pick up some uh, some first downs. First downs do help. But, yeah, um not a huge surprise here. Um, it was nice not to get shut out in the first half. Is that a positive? Did I find a positive in there? Um, but, yeah, we got to look at uh, Mannion, quality guy in the locker room. Okay, I'll stop. Um, we got to look at the Rook, quality throw to the defense. But, hey, you know, what are you going to do? Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk, <laughs> you know, just talk about this loss talk about the next week and if you look at the COVID list buckle up if you haven't seen the COVID list uh, because it's going to get ugly. For those who kind of wanted deep down selfishly yeah, you beat the Packers on the road you're going to be happy as hell. We'd be buzzing right now. Oh my god, that was fun. It's like They're having a great season and we beat them twice. Yeah, we're not going to deny. That would be great. But we all kind of knew you know, I, some of the media was talking about how this was the biggest game of the season. Last week was the biggest game of the season. That was the must win because then we could at least still control something. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. So we're going to break it down a little bit here and there. We're going to break down. We're not going to talk free agency. We're not going to talk too deep on stuff. Zimmer, as far as right now, did a press conference. Um, usually when you get fired, uh, I mean, usually isn't it the next day that you get fired after a game or directly after the game? We've seen in college football, dudes can't even take the plane back and stuff like that. Or you get off on the tarmac and boom, they fire you. I think that's what happened to Lane Kiff at the USC. Um, so we assume he's here either way though. Now, you know, in the last week, I guess it would make more sense now, but the whole fire him six weeks ago and never really lined up. But whatever, he's still on the squad. Uh, the media's got to love him because he gave him a hell of a quote last night after the game. Uh, but we'll dig into some of this stuff, um, you know, and we, we try not to take too long here for you guys. If this is your first time listening to the Purple People Leaders podcast, welcome. It's available in a variety of ways. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. You don't have to go to Ropadope. Uh, in Blog Talk and download the show directly there. You can find this year Vikings podcast on the Ropadope Radio podcast platform on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Amazon Music. We're also part of the Grueling True Sports Podcast Network. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com and check out something that Aaron started right around a year ago now, a little over a year ago on Spricker. It's a Spricker page. It's called Living in Loserville. Some people like that name. Some people don't. 
But, hey, are we wrong? Living in Loserville, Spricker, check it out. Of course, it's this show. Um, we are going to be moving here in two weeks to the Timberwolves Gopher Show. That's the Living in Loserville podcast. Um, and also, he has some other shows uh, that you ha- he, he does on there that you might be interested in. One more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, i got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99 a month. It's the best of live TV and on demand. No annual contract, no hidden fees. If you upgrade to the Choice or Ultimate Package, that'll give you three free months of HBO Max. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks with no additional fees, which is becoming harder and harder. If you go all the way to the Premier Package, that'll give you HBO Max and Showtime already included. That's Direct TV Stream. All right, sir, let's bring in Aaron. And, you know, hey, the temperatures, hey, I saw 25 degrees, baby, and it's still holding at 19. So it's a whole lot better than leaving the brewery on Saturday night, negative 15, I'll tell you that, or negative 12 or whatever the hell it was. My car was just barely starting. Um, How are you, my friend? I'm good. It seems to be letting up a little bit as far as temperature goes. Uh, but you know, it'll sink down again. But you know, back oh, yeah. in the day, Chris, when we were young, we had like weeks of minus, you know, like minus two, minus three. There'd be weeks of it. We get a day here and there nowadays. So I don't know, but you know, talking about weather and cold, had a little game in Green Bay, like you said, and it wasn't even that cold. Well, I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. things hurt a little bit more in the cold. No, I know. Even but, uh, if it's single digits, you know, it, it's yeah. real nice at home watching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't think that Vikings tackled especially well. And, uh, you know, you're right. The, the biggest game of the year was last week. Um, that's the one that mattered the most. It kept you in contention. And this one, there's just too many variables to keep you in contention. And you got some of them, but you didn't get some of them. And that's how those things usually go. And, would have been nice to beat Green Bay twice, but rarely does that happen. I mean, if you get Randy Moss, you can beat him twice, but I can't remember since, and I'm sure we've beat him twice since then, but not very often. And we got to see Kellen Mond. That was fun for a couple of plays. <laughs> a lot of the quotes from Zimmer, like you said, were, yeah, you know, we don't see Mond every day in practice, so we don't know what he is. So, you know, I guess telling you off air, it was just, you know, at the quarterback position, it's like there's – Cousins, and then there's cousins. There's, there's just nobody there. Yeah, and it's it's like we know Mannion's not you know gonna win you games. I suppose if you had a perfect roster, you could throw Mannion in there and he'd win you a game if you needed him to. But he's just not a guy that excites anyone. And, and Mond certainly has a ways to go. Brought Sloter back and then got rid of him. Uh, it's just. <laughs> You know, at this point, it's just scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to anything behind Cousins. And some people don't even like Cousins. So, you know, it's a tough spot here. We're in. Yeah, we were talking about that before we started hitting the record button. When you told me Slaughter or Slaughter got cut, I was like, damn, he just got off the COVID list. I guess they had to wait legalities just to not cut him when he had COVID or something like that. Poor guy got COVID, came off the list, said, all right, there's the door right there. Uh, you pack, we'll send you your shit. Don't even pack up. Um, but just kind of digging into the game right away, um, you know, <laughs> the defense, I got to say, the defense, you know, they came out, had a nice drive, Green Bay, held them to a field goal. 
had a turnover on downs, forced a punt, still held them to a field goal off a pretty long drive, eight plays, 61 yards. It's only six zip. Shit, it still was only 13 zip. Like, the defense in the first half did come to play. They did. I think there's no way to not say they didn't. The problem was we had a turnover on downs, right, early. Then we proceeded to have a three and out, three and out, three and out negative four yards, three and out negative five yards. And then, oh, by the way, we did put something together down the stretch and said, hey, is that, oh, 18 is on the field. Let's get him the ball a little bit. And uh, we did end up getting a little field goal, came out strong with a three-play drive, uh, two yards, buck 41, came out real strong in that second half. Uh, then we had a turnover on downs, and it was touchdown, touchdown, field goal, yeah, 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 all that stuff. So it was ugly, obviously. Um, you know, we had it coming as far as getting our ass kicked, whether we had cousins or not. I, I've been saying that all year. We were going to kick someone's ass, and we are going to get our ass kicked, but it made it a little easier, uh, like you mentioned, <laughs> the Mannion on the bench. I know a lot of people hold up that 2019 game with the second strings, and how they almost beat the Bears. I think it was like twenty to seventeen or something like that. And how he oh he's good he's good good quarterback good backup perfect little backup little band aid. Um, but this was a big cut. It needed staples, not even stitches. It wasn't a band aid last night. And uh, you know we got rocks. Uh, but I gotta say, like the first half, the defense came to play. But you know when we talk about that complimentary football, sounding like a broken record. Uh, the offense, you know, it, like I agree we needed to run more because everybody that I talked to said this is a 150-yard game for, for, for Cook. He had nine carries <laughs> for 13 yards. So, yeah, I agree. Even Zimmer said at half we needed to, we needed to run more, and I agree. We needed to run more. Um, but when you go five straight three and outs, it's hard to pass, run, all you can do is punt at that point, Eric. Yeah, you know, you're right about that. And ideally, of course, you want to run, but like you said, it wasn't productive at all. And you just keep throwing it at Cook. And you got other backs you can use too. But, you know, speaking of that, though, in the defense, it's like they did play pretty well coming out of the gate, Chris. But, you know, 250-pound running back, which I said when he was drafted is going to be a problem, Um, you know, it's going to wear you down, and they just kept feeding Dylan and feeding Dylan. Then they spring outside with Jones, and it's like, okay, at some point here, you know, I saw Barr get caught up in the wash a lot, and you're just like, okay, well, you know, they're not stopping the run, and we haven't been a good run-stopping defense since 2019. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be a problem, and it's not like we're the only ones that see that. I mean, every team knows it. And, you know, we tried to fix it in free agency, like you said, with Delvin and Pierce, and it's just, you know, you got to have those other parts. And I still have faith in our linebackers, but you got to keep guys off them, and that's what Pierce and Tomlinson are for. So, uh, you know, it just hasn't been a good year trying to stop the run, and it just kind of came to fruition yesterday or last night. You know, just got worn down in the second half. It just, you know, it did what it was going to do. It got ugly. Yeah, it really did. Um, once they started pouring it on, it, it, it did get really ugly, man. You had uh, that that their wide receiver had like a buck eighteen, and we had seventy total yards. Um, I'll say this though, 
most of the run, well, Pierce is kind of an incomplete because what he played five games or something, six games this year, but, um, and Tomlinson, I think, only missed that one or two games with COVID. Otherwise, he's played every game. But it hasn't been up the gut, per se, all year. A lot of it has been the bounce outside, and we haven't contained that well. Obviously, it's easier to contain with veterans, um, you know, but they obviously weren't there. So what are you going to do? Um, but, yeah, I mean, they – yeah, buck 18, eight catches for Adams early on. Um, Vikings have, this is a Courtney Cronin from last night. Um, Vikings have one first down through four drives. They're fewest through four drives in the last three years. It just, the way it started, there wasn't much. I mean, they had 79 yards rushing in the first half or something like that. And they only had 95 the last time we played them. Um, and you're right. I mean, once they started to be like, you know what, we got a lead. Let's just run the shit out of the ball. 38-33 to 21-27 as far as time of possession. And like you said, man, a buck 74, 32 uh, carries at 5.4 a clip. It definitely, uh, you know, pass or run as far as yards um, and yards per attempt and all that. Both of them, not just run this year, but both of them have just been dreadful. The only thing we've been good at, you know, is third down. In some, you know, for a while there, red zone, we were doing pretty good. Um, well, pressure, that's what, it's kind of funky this year. We're really good at pressure and sacks. Pretty damn good. We improved anyway pretty much on third down. But the rest of, like, if you took the top eight categories in defense, the rest are like 21st worst and, 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 and beyond. I think we're now 31st in total yards. Uh, so it has been ugly. And, of course, you know, there was that. You know, not to just – there's reasons and excuses, and we know sometimes it's right in between. But clearly, you know, when we got to the point where we were losing so many bodies, it took, what, five, six games for Barr to even get back. It does suck. We've said this before, that for Zimmer to go out like this with this kind of defense when, you know, we did start to see a little improvement the weeks prior when they actually did finally get, you know, you weren't going to get Griffin Hunter back, but you had the big boys in the middle. Um, but last night, once they got that lead and the offense couldn't do shit, it was just wear down central. And like I said, the, the big, or like you said, Dylan, big boy run us over. Both of them were having kind of fun with us, actually. Um, <laughs> they both, I mean, Jones had eight carries for 76 as well, 9.5, man. But, yeah, the second half, Dylan is just a big heaping of uh, Dylan, and, and he is a load. That is a good call when you said that, you know, called it when he got drafted. And, you know, with the time of possession, all those three and outs, you can even have a great defense. And if you allow yourself to have five straight three and outs, there's a good chance that they're going to be able to move the ball on you because you're not even – it's like at least get seven plays in punt. Like have a three-minute drive, something, because once they get back on the field, they're starting to wear down. And, yeah, it was just uh good old-fashioned butt whooping that. Yeah, and you listen to Pat P. after the game, and he's talking about, you know, complimentary football again, the, the quote oh. of the year, you know, hmm. in air quotes. Um, and it just wasn't there all season. I mean, either defense would play great or, you know, the offense would stink or the, you know, the offense would, 
would stink and the defense would play great. And, you know, it's, it's just they couldn't get it together all season. Here we are winding it down. And, you know, yeah, you got Mannion, but, you know, you run the ball. You can't really run. Preston Smith's hurting you all game. You got Kenny Clark in the middle. I mean, these guys are in our offensive line. We, you know, Chris, it's been the same problems. And, you know, Cook's an amazing yeah. back. And imagine him with a, with a competent offensive line. It's just, I'm not saying these guys are all of them. I mean, it's got to be coaching at some point. You've had these guys for years, you know, and if they can't get them to improve, it's got to be coaching or, you know, just bad talent evaluation or something like that. But yeah, I mean, you lost Sperano, you know, God rest his soul. And then you, you know, you lost uh, the other guy who I didn't like very much, but he got COVID or can't show up or whatever. His thing's got to do everything by zoom. So they got some other guy and they're running the offensive line and, you know, you, you hate to see what, what Cook for four years now, you know, running behind these lines. It's like, dude, I don't want to say he's wasting his career because he's putting up numbers, but imagine the kind of numbers he could get if he had, you know, a, a better offensive line situation. And, you know, I saw Bradbury make a great play off a tipped pass, but that's not really not his role. I was going to say, we found a new role. He's our third tight end now, dude. He can really chip block. He can hear me out on this one, okay? I was going to say fullback. Okay, hey, uh, maybe just the H-back. Okay, (laughs) I'm with you, dude. Okay, I like this. Him and Ham will be our featured receivers. I like this. That was a shoestring catch and a run. He didn't just catch it. He ran, too, and he's an undersized guy, so he can play tight end, too. I think we got something here, dude, because that was a hell of a catch. That's the best I've seen Bradbury look this whole time. But you're right. All <laughs> jokes aside, the interior. Yeah. Imagine what we could do just offensively. Cook and Cousins with an interior. Just a, um, we've always said it. Just a serviceable interior. Middle of the pack. We got our tackle sure. set. And we're looking for just, you know, we're not asking for, Number one offensive line. We're asking yeah, the Cowboys for, in the nineties. We're not looking for that. I mean, we'll take it, but I'm talking <laughs> league average here. Just give me league average. And you know, there's starts and spots of improvement. I think Darisaw's good, but don't get him in the wash now with all these other guys. It's like, okay, you got a couple good tackles. Let's build on that. Mm. You know, let's let's find out what's going on, and maybe a new set of eyes is what we need for that. But some of this riffraff, like, you know, Udo, he's a tackle, so keep him at tackle, you know, and see what Cleveland is. Is he a tackle or is he a guard? Figure it out in the offseason. Right. Put him where he belongs, you know, and it's like you've got you've got plenty of tackles here, so maybe just focus on the guards and the centers and not play around with the switch and position stuff. I mean, I know you're looking for these certain traits because you want to run this Kubiak thing, but I think that's run its course as well. And I'm not trying to doom and gloom here, and I know it sounds like it, but I just keep thinking about Cook with a good line, Cousins with a good line, this offense with a good line. Yes. It's just a total different thing. And, you know, it wouldn't be a, such a problem if it wasn't every freaking year, Chris. And it's and we say that for the last – since we've running. been doing this podcast, it's just running, been dude. the same thing. It's crazy. It's literally crazy, and, you know, we're not going to go too far down the line because we've already listed all the guards and all that shit, but, like, where we put the money, you know, there was money to be placed on a solid guard. We know, first of all, if if you're a stud center, 
you're not going to, they're not going to let you go. You know what I mean? More than likely. Um, even Burke left, but that was way deep in his career. Um, but to get a solid guard, it's not like you got to break the bank like a tackle. You know what I mean? It's it, That's what's so frustrating. It's like, dude, and we did see a little minor improvement in 2019 with that right guard for 10 games. It was minor. It wasn't crazy, but it but it was a little bit better. And I think we kind of got fooled early in the season, even probably 10 games in when we looked at the sack numbers. But then we were also complaining about the short passing. Well, that's why we weren't getting the sacks because we were like, you know what, we're just going to dump it off. Like, why – Let's gain two yards instead of losing ten on another sack, you know. Um, so I think that's why we had uh, a, a deep, you know, a fair amount. Um, shoot, you can't hear me. Um, can you hear me now? Man, I should be. A, my mic's saying you can hear me. Shoot, my internet's okay. I don't know. Damn, you still can't hear me. Can you unmute real quick? Can you unmute so I can hear you at least? This was yeah, I hear you now. Oh, okay. Weird. Must have been a little blimp. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, it does get frustrating, man, because uh, those three positions have just have just haunted us since 2017. It just you know the they last really have. It's years. Like, it's just ugly. You know, if you're not going to go in free agency, I think last year before the draft, Chris, I was like just. Start taking guards, you know. That's what you need in the center, obviously. But you're right. If you're if they're good, you're not going to get them on the free agent market. I mean, unless it's like you said, late in their career or something like that. And that's really, I mean, that's, you got to kind of develop these guys and get good guards out of college. And I'll tell you one thing: you don't start trying to get undersized, shifty guards. It's just not going to work in the NFL today. Not when you're facing the kind of guys in the North that we face. It's just it doesn't make any logical sense. I think you can out scheme physicality uh, when it comes to the to the offensive and defensive lines. It just doesn't make sense. And hopefully, either that becomes apparent to whoever's in charge now, or whoever's going to be in charge understands that that that's just not a, something that that is very successful, not in this division at all. And I, I just think, you know. For three seasons, it's been a band aid, this band aid, and now we're down to moving. You know. Tackles to guard. Yes. It's just, it's like, okay, that, that's gotta be like your last ditch effort there. What else do you do after that? You know, there's just no other place to go now. Unless you have some idea of like, this will revolutionize offensive line play in the NFL, but you know, I don't think that's proven to, to work. So I don't know if it's coaching. I think it's a little bit of coaching and I think it's a little bit of talent. And I think you gotta put priorities on things. The most frustrating thing, Chris, and I know you feel the same way, is offensively, skill position-wise, we're very, very good. So that yes. just leads to only being the line, you know. And you know, we that the stop and start it, of this offense, you know? we've literally seen it, right. <laughs> game and game, game after game of like, man, if we could just bottle this up, you know. It's it's one thing to have one undersized guy that's just a good player mm. on here. Okay, okay, I'll meet you halfway. No problem. Well, yeah, but, Randall McDaniel. He was on right, this nice. Like, but to sit there and, you know, have too many of them and then go, well, we just got to get big next year. This isn't college where you're like, hey, we need you to put 25 pounds on. 
and you'll be ready by your senior year. And you know that you got it's just like you said, putting tackles to to guards when they're already on the team and have played tackle or at least practice tackle for a while. You know, of course, like there is going to be a time where a tackle in high school or in college does play guard. You know, in the league, we get that part. Yes, that you do see that transition, or vice versa. But it's so desperate. Like, well, he's big. Well, yeah, because he's a fucking tackle. <laughs> That's why he's big. He's bigger. Well, so we'll just move him to guard. He's big. It's like, yeah, but it's a totally different position, dude. It's not as easy, you know, as you think. And, and obviously, uh, with Uno, not, you know, it's not even their fault. And not to switch gears, you go to the other side, to the defensive line, and we're supposed to have Patterson supposed to be the the defensive line coach of the world. And it's like, well, okay, you got Daniel Hunter. That's a very good player. Wanham seems to be a decent player. You've got a couple guys you picked up on free agency who I think one of them's good. Um, I can't always tell which one it is, but uh, I like uh, – what's his name? Um, Pierce. Pierce? Um, Tom you can tell he's good. I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he, he explodes every play. But, you know, what's coming up? What do you got in the system? You know, what's going up? Lynch, you know, maybe he, he shows a little bit of flash from time to time if he gets a little playing time and, and gets used to it. But good then Watts, there. Watts is all right. So they're adequate, he's but they're not, they're not the kind of guys we're facing. We don't see a Nakeem Hicks on that. We don't see a Kenny Clark on that line. And, you know, this team has always been since, God, I can remember, uh, since we were kids, we had dominant offensive and defensive lines. And they were yes. that was the bread and butter of what was the Minnesota Vikings. Now, did we always have the skill position players? Did we ever have a quarterback? No. But we did have good defensive lines, and we had good offensive lines. So a little time span with Denny where we couldn't find a defensive end to save our lives. I remember that. But, um, you know, you get Hunter back. You got Wanham. I like Jones. Uh, Willikis, yeah, I'm not so big on right now. But what I'm seeing here is, like, I don't see depth rising, Chris, on either side, and it's like that's the most disturbing thing to me. See, on the opposite line, I don't see the depth rising, but I'll push back on defense. Last year, hell yeah. But this year, Watts is – when he's a free agent, we're probably going to re-sign him and, and not re-sign Tomlinson. That, that's my guess. Um, and that's still a year away. But, you know, to lose Hunter back-to-back years – he didn't even play one year. Then he got hurt in the fifth game this year. Clearly, he's literally one – like, he's probably a top 15 best player in the league. and He's de- definitely top three at his position. He is – he's a difference maker. And they have to account for that guy and bring an extra guy. Sometimes that's an extra what receiver. Sometimes that's an extra little, okay, we got pressure, but he was able to dump it off, you know. So, the defensive line, I thought – played better this year, but the the bar wasn't high because the, there wasn't depth last year. But this year, you know, I think our depth is there. But, you know, by week five, for a chunk of time, we had all of our starters out. And we only got one of them back. So, you know, I, I don't like to make excuses, but defensively, I think there is some legitimate reasons. I mean, it took till week five to even get bar there. Then he got hurt, you know. So I, th- I think it's just kind of a. Uh, I see a lot more depth on that side, but you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe we bring in a new defensive coordinator. You know, the the, the new coach does it. 
we assume uh, Zimmer's going to get fired. And maybe he's a different style of defense, and some of these guys won't fit. So I guess there's always that, too. But as far as the offensive line, the interior, the number one, the top most responsible for that is the GM. Point blank, period, because he had two separate years where he could have went out and got a vent and spent the money other ways. Up until a few weeks before the season, we had $14 million in cap money available. So make a fucking trade for it. You love making these quick little trades. Um, that all this, with We should never make a trade with Baltimore again, dude, because they're just like, sweet, what are we going to get out of them this year? This is going to be dope, dude. Where's Spielman? Yeah, dude. Call me back anytime, dude. No problem. Hey, you're busy? Cool. No problem. You know, like, these dudes yeah, would man. be at a wedding and be like, hold on, I got to take this call. It's Spielman. Um, so I'd say Spielman's number one there. Yes, you're right, coaching. Yes, all that. But it, it's it's Spielman because he's the one who had these last four years to get the interior better on the old line. I agree. I, I mean, I just agree. It, it's I think it's a whole – now, Spielman's been here for 15 years. Um, that's a big chunk of time. Uh, and I think it's just gotten too familiar. I mean, even the guys we bring in off the couch are guys we've seen before. I mean, it's everything is just, you know, you lose, you need a quarterback, we're going to call up Slaughter. You need a, a running back, we're going to call up this guy. You know, we just know the guys that are coming in, and it's nothing fresh, nothing new. You know, they're familiar with the system, they're familiar with Rick. It's just, that's where the new set of eyes comes in is just getting, you know, getting rid of some of that retread stuff. And, you know, sometimes it works for, you know, a certain amount of games. Griffin coming back was a good thing, but then you got to think, you know, he called cousins ass in a public forum. He called your starting quarterback ass, and then you're going to bring him back onto your squad with the same quarterback. It just doesn't show a lot of respect to cousins, much less (laughs) anything else. So it's like, okay, well, what the hell is actually going on here? You know, too many years of Shamar Stefan and Jamar Johnson and these guys that it's almost like it's some sort of uh, family thing where it's just we know these guys and we got to pay them and all this. But I I digress. I just think you're right about the GM thing. Um, And therefore, I I just say, you know, if you're going to move on from Zimmer, you got to move on from the GM as well. And. Otherwise, you're just looking at 97 draft picks and none of them make the squad. It's like, okay, or none of them start. You never find guys that are playing unless, you know, you're COVID listed 17 others, and now you get to see these guys play. I mean, this year, who have we seen out of that draft class? We've probably seen a lot of guys that we shouldn't see. Bynum seems to be okay. Jones, we see him in spots. He hasn't really, you know, shown anything really yet. Um I might be missing a few people that we probably have seen this out of the draft. I think it's class, those two. I, I literally think you're right. Oh, Mond, I guess. You know, Mond. Yeah, but we have a time. Maybe some throw the ball to somebody. But that was about it. But, you know. Yeah, and you pass two. on. You pass on Mac Jones, and the pick after the Patriots take him. It's like okay, but you want to sit and wait for Mond because what? It's not such a liability. It's not such a gamble. You might keep your job another year. It's just these things are. They're just starting to be a thing, and you know, I got nothing against Spielman, and I'm a big Zimmer guy, but it's just something's gotta, something's gotta give at this point, Chris. It's just too much of the same old, same. That you summed it up at the end just perfectly. Something's gotta give, and it's been eight years. 
It's been, I mean, Steelman was like not the head guy in charge for the first chunk of years. And then finally they said, hey, we do need a head guy. And, you know, he's done a pretty good job, but there's just no excuse to have four straight years where you're not improving the defensive interior line. It just, there's just no excuse for it. All right, so without Bynum, not like he plays a big role, but without Cleveland, so Darius O'Neal, Cleveland, Kendricks are on the COVID list. Um, Vegas doesn't care. They say, yeah, but the Bears really suck. So they still have us as a – well, it's about a pick game because uh, it's two and a half, which is about three, three and a half because it's at home. So it's about a pick game. 44.5 is the over-under. They might as well drop that shit a little bit lower. Um, I mean, we could return a, a kickoff. That's seven points maybe. Now, I will say this, Aaron. We're, we've been on that two and two the whole year, not the whole year, but we were one and three, but then it has been two and two, two and two, two wins, two losses, two wins. Well, we just got done, Aaron, losing to the Rams and losing to Green Bay. Are we due for a meaningless win at the end of the year, Viking style, or are we going to get a little draft help, which is what we were talking about last week, and, you know, selfishly hoping, really, um, sure, the players want to win because they're 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 playing. But you know, we want the better draft pick if possible. Are the Vikings going to do this? Are they going to get a dub to close the year? <laughs> Are they going to do this? I mean, I would have said yeah, maybe if, if it wasn't for O'Neal, Dersaw, Cleveland, Kendricks. I actually think we will lose this game, uh, just some sort of ugly way. Is there a negative? Can we lose like negative five to negative three? Is that a possibility? Oh, man, this is a tough one because you're right. I want to lose this game like every other Viking fan, but that's that's the problem. We win these games. We win worthless games at the end of the year that drop us like five spots in the draft order, <laughs> and we sit and cry about it on draft. We would have just lost just <laughs> Every year is the same story. So I think they find a way to win it. Now, yeah, you're right. With Derrissaw out, O'Neal out, you're going to have to move Udo and Cleveland back to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably, they're going to have a great – well, Cleveland's out too. But they're going to have a great game. I didn't even think about that. We got our tackles we're, back. We're finally oh going to see God. Wyatt Davis, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it seems like there's no way we win this game. But I don't know what the Bears are bringing. They might be bringing their backups, too. You just don't know. They're probably not going to play Fields. Why would you risk him Fields injuring himself? Game. You know, it's like uh, their defense will crush us if they play. So they sh- we should not win this game. If for some strange reason, due to who's playing and what the Bears' COVID list looks like and all that other stuff, we tend to win this game. I mean, we're just going to throw bricks at TVs at this point. They got 17-16 win or something. It's like, come on, man. So, no. I say I say we lose. Vikings history says we win. And I think we get blown out and we lose. And that's what I got my hands together in the prayer signal thing, mm. just hoping that we lose this game and we can maybe – 
you know, we what? That makes us seven and nine for the season? No. Seven and ten. Seven and ten. That's got to be top 12, right? Yeah. That's got to be a top 12 pick, you think? Something like that. So, you know, depending on how everybody else does. I mean, yeah. Long story short, to answer your question, I think we lose this game. I think we lose it by a lot. But I'm only so sure about that. Do you think you want to get a look at Mond next week? Not particularly. <laughs> I gotta admit, that was one of the best quotes ever. You wanna get, you wanna get a look at Mon? He's like, not particularly. <laughs> Why not? I see him every day. I mean, you know, what he's saying is exactly true. Like, what do you mean I gotta see him? I get to see him every fucking day. I just saw him in the locker room. How you doing, Mon? How's the family? You know, like, that shit. Oh my god. And I know the press is having a heyday with it. But it'll be that same press that wants the the coaches and the players to be honest. And then once they're honest with you, how dare he? Poor Kellen Munn. Oh, my God. Well, who are you to sit there and say, why isn't he playing more? He's the third string. That's why today was hilarious. One of these freaking guys asked, and I want to say it was Thomason. Don't quote me on that. But they asked a two-part question. One of the questions is, state your case why you should have the job next year. And I wish she said, do you fire or hire anybody in the NFL? No? Okay, then shut the fuck up. Like, give me a break. He's like, you didn't, you didn't answer it. How am I supposed to So I got to plead my case to you? Like, come on, dude. Oh, man. I really think that some of these media folks do actually think that they could be GMs. You know, we can talk, we can say this is wrong, but we, we do keep it within range. We know we're not running a team, okay? We are no. not, we do not have the capability or the all 12 or all 22 fill, you know, we're, it's not, we're not that. We, we know that. You can critique and you can ask questions. I did think, uh, Courtney asked a great question today and she put it in context. He still didn't answer it, but she did her job professionally. But, yeah, dude, that shit was not particularly <laughs> – that shit was – I see him every day. I mean, if, that's a good – that is true. Like, well, why is he third string then? Well, he's practicing like shit. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but, yeah, any last words in general uh, when it comes to this year podcast? Sir, I'm with you. We're going to lose uh, in, in, in a blowout. Well, I'm – yeah, I mean, there's not a heck of a lot to say anymore. I think we're all just kind of sitting and waiting for Black Monday, and you know, yeah, I think Zimmer will get to take the get to take the plane home. And God dang, I'm sad to see him go. I really liked him as a coach, and you know, he he's not dead yet. They got a shot. I mean, the Wolves. You never know what they're doing. Sure. I think they got something. He is signed through but, 2023. So, I think they got something up their sleeve, and but I just don't know what it is, and you know. You go with that, and I guess if we're, if we're wrapping the show, let's talk about. Did you see uh, Kai Thomas went to the yeah. transfer portal? Not a big surprise yeah. there, because you know, I mean, he's gonna have to. It's it's pretty deep, you know. Yeah. So it it's not shocking on that one. It sucks a little bit, but 
you know, the fact that, I mean, Potts looked to be the best prospect out of all three uh, before Mo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seeing him now, all three of all three of those guys get in the game. Potts looked like the real, like the realest of deals, and he was just bigger. Mm-hmm. But of course, those guys are freshmen and retro freshmen. Yeah, so I mean, get too. put some weight on. Yeah. Exactly. But as far as like a change of pace, I think both of those guys were change of pace. The problem was you don't want to have two change of pace guys. You know what I mean? Whereas I think we got Bucky, mm-hmm. he's a change of pace, and then Potts and Mo are more of uh, they got you know Potts can still turn the corner and all that, but he's a little bit more you know thicker, a little bit more between the tackles guys. So I wish him all the best. He had a great year, and uh, but yeah, not a big surprise there, unfortunately, because you know when it's this deep, it, you know it, you know well I'm not going to get that much playing time. Another thing though that might be a positive. Uh, Quinn Carroll, who went to Edina High School, just got in the, he's a sophomore, just got in the, from Notre Dame, just got in the transfer portal. And he was on, I think he was on our, I think we were on his top five list coming out in 2019. So, Mm. you know, they come and go. Um, but you know, I I get Kai Thomas. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it against him because I see what he's up with. Yeah, and there's the thing. Everybody's excited about, yay, we get Mo back. Well, this is this is the cost. You know what I mean? Great. This is what happens. You want Mo back, you might gonna lose Kat, you might lose Bucky or, or whatever it is. And I think Bucky will put weight on and he'll be a nice back. And I think he fits a little bit more. Kai's Kai's a good runner, but uh, you know the shiftiness and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I wish we, I wish he would stay, but I understand. There's just not enough carries in that backfield. We were just talking about it last week about. How thick that that backfield is. It's like okay, you got to have, you know, Mo and then into Potts and then brought in Buck a, a freshman and too, Kai. right? Yeah, I mean, and you lost Wiley last year to the portal, and it's like we're gonna start. I, I'm gonna stop being surprised with the portal anymore because it's just it's gonna happen. It's just part of football now. So, you know, uh, but I was surprised when I saw that come across my feed. I was like, oh wow, that's you know that's interesting. But um, but that's just the way college football is now, man. And you just got to get used to it. And I, I do remember the Carroll kid that you said uh, went to Notre Dame. He was a big signing thing, but the Gophers had won maybe five, six games that year. And so I don't blame him going sure. for Notre Dame, but it would be nice Come to get him home, back. Yeah. Come on home, buddy. Fit right in. So, yeah, I mean, that's These good. These are my see. favorite transfers, too, that have multiple multiple years eligibility, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yep. So I just want to bring that up. I thought that was an interesting point. Definitely, no doubt about it. Just like bringing Morgan back, we, you know, now we got a, a new young stud and we brought in somebody, but those are the guys that are going to wait it out, whereas the other two left. So um, it is what it is. I'm just glad that, I mean, anytime you had a, a, a full room with quality players, they would transfer. It just, it wouldn't usually, it would take them an extra year, take them till their fourth year, and they'd be like, I only have one year eligibility left. I'm going to go someplace. It, that's the difference with the, the transfer portal. But you can only use it once. Remember that. So I am glad, though, that we have a great recruiter for a head coach and the assistant coach because right here, this is, this is where the bread is buttered, man, no doubt about it. Okay, we'll be back to wrap up the season, and then stay with us, folks. Stay with us because we're into Timberwolves territory. The Living in Loserville podcast is two weeks away. 
We're going to talk Timberwolves and Gophers basketball. The Gophers uh, have a game tomorrow. Hopefully, you know, they can get this. They've had a nice start with just a brand-new roster, like brand-new, besides, like, two guys. So, um, you know, let, let's keep that going. And then the Timberwolves, good news, Wednesday they should have their full starting lineup back. That shit has been crazy with the COVID. I thought the NHL was very smart to shut down and take a little pause. The NBA, it happened right around the Christmas games, and those are very uh, much uh, an asset uh, to the season as far as financially. So I wish they would have shut it down for like 10 days, but it didn't happen. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, anytime the Timberwolves lose their whole starting five lineup, dude, that's rough. But they did clear it. They're not going to play tonight, but they are cleared now. So by Wednesday, we should have the complete starting lineup back. So in two weeks, we'll be switching from football to basketball. So we'll be back next week, though. Have yourself a good-ass week. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.